Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2114. Of course, this week we're celebrating the 35th anniversary of Hot August Nights. You know, that event where the air vibrates with sounds of muffled rumbles of modified engines, rays of sunlight shine off the polished chrome, and heavy scents of Dapper Dan hair pomade fill the air. To learn more and plan your trip, go to hotaugustnights.net. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Reno, Nevada. You know what that means. Hot August nights with a very special guest by the name of Rich Crombie. Rich, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am absolutely ready, boy. I tell you what. Let's go. We're going to have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, Rich, I'd love for you to share one little thing with us that maybe most people don't know about you. Well, I tell you what, you know, I tell people this and then, of course, they look at me inquisitively and then they say, "Okay, now you got to tell me the story. (laughs) I kind of tell people I would not be here had it not been for a police raid. Okay, now you've got (laughs) to tell me the story. Exactly. I know. I've got to figure that. Yeah. So as it turns out, you know, I'm from Chicago and my mom was engaged to a gentleman who was, uh, uh, he, they, he was part of an illegal booking scheme back in the day oh, and, you know, wow. in the days, yeah, I know. so they had a police raid and there was a shootout oh and my he gosh. got killed. Oh my gosh. I know. Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a, it, it, but, but, well, here's the thing. So then she meets my father a year later. So okay. if there's not a police raid, then I'm still, I'm, I'm you know, I'm you'd, not be so, you'd be somebody else. <laughs> you definitely wouldn't be here. <laughs> somebody else. Wow. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a, one of those kind of film noir kind of stories, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, that's gotta be one of the more unique answers to that question that I've heard. <laughs> that's such an, in, a pretty special story. Isn't that unique? Yeah. Well, you All know, right. somebody once said to me that the, the idea that we even exist as a human being is like one in 40 billion odds. I mean, it's, I don't know how they figure this stuff out. But when you stop and think yeah. about that, we all got here and it was all because of one millisecond in time that mm-hmm. we're fortunate enough to even be alive. It really puts things in a bit of a paradigm shift, right? And when it comes to your life. Well, it does. And you think about those kind of, uh, you know, some of the movies that take, take it back in time. It's like, well, they really couldn't have gone back in time because then this person affected right. this and then that person <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been born and and all these things. <laughs> and it kind of, you know, reminds me of that kind of that paradigm there. Yeah. Know, but, Einstein's anyway. uh, principles in some ways, uh, good thing they don't work because that would really mess, yeah. mess things up. Yeah. Well, let me give you a proper deduction. We're going to dive into some car fun today. Rich Crombie is the field marketing consultant for Port of Subs, who has been a major sponsor of Hot August Nights for many years. He has a radio broadcasting background, so you've got an expert on hand. I think I'm going to learn a few things from you today. Having started in the business in 1986, after retiring from the Navy, where he was a nine-year veteran in the U.S. Navy submarine service. Thank you for your service. That's incredible. Well, 
Absolutely. He has always had an interest in classic and vintage cars and has been a DJ and an MC for Hot August Night for the past 17 years. Additionally, Rich hosts a couple of car shows each year locally in Reno. Aside from classic cars, he rides a Harley Davidson and loves the motorcycle world as well. So you're like me if it rolls on rubber. You love it. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so please give them a little listen, and we'll be right back. Summer's here, thank goodness, and that means long, hot days. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle. And the accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They're durable and dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles and I use them every time I park my car when I'm not going to put the cover on. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, their Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make really great gifts, too. Get your summer deal today if you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com. You'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right. 10% off compliments of cars. Yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Get your own custom sunscreen today. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Rich, we are back. Well, first and foremost, as I said, I want to thank you for your service to this country. I had the distinct honor of going on board a boomer, the USS Georgia, some time ago. And there's a banger Navy base just north of me here. And this was back when they let us civilians on those things. And I'll tell you, you guys that go out in submarines are a class of people in and of yourselves. You've got to tell me just a quick little thought on what it's like to be in that service. Well, you know, I, I, I got in there very young. I'm, you know, I'm a teenager. So, you know, if I had to go do it again, I would absolutely do it again, but with a little bit of hesitancy and apprehension, because you now you think about it and you look back like, holy cow, what did I do? Where was I and all of the dangers and all the things, you know, of course I would, I would do it again, but still, you know, as a teenager, you think you're invincible and nothing's going to happen. You just don't think twice about the fact you're diving down, you know, hundreds and almost to a thousand feet underwater at any given moment. And you're completely blind. You can't see where you're going. There's no windows. It's not Disneyland, you know, where you get the little Disney ride and all that, you know. 
they're not quite there. It's not poised to the bottom of the sea. It's none of that stuff. They're not giant octopuses yeah. and all that stuff, you know. You know, but it was just something. It's, it is exciting, and it's and it, there is a unique class of uh, of Navy, uh, you know, personnel that have done it. And, you know, I was on board uh, a fast attack submarine. Actually, that was, I never got to do any of the boomers, but we did the attack submarines. And I was based out of Pearl Harbor. Uh-huh. And so it did, I saw all of the Orient. That's how I got a lot of my world travels in was, courtesy of the u.s navy you know it was really it was nice. it was interesting and, and actually ironically our boat the last boat i was on was the uss bremerton and they just took it back up to bremerton to have it decommissioned after 40 years it's the longest serving fast attack submarine ever 40 years wow well what struck me the most being on that vessel was uh, the average age they told us on that ship was 21 that's about right and th- the maturity level and the professionalism of everyone we met, and they had just come back from a very long tour. They had only surfaced once in I don't know how many months. They said they they came up for literally like a half an hour to celebrate 4th of July, somewhere in the middle of somewhere. And then they went back down because those things are always underwater, patrolling the world, keeping keeping the world safe is the way I look at submarines. And I just was blown away. I, I just, I came off that thing with so much pride and, and thoughtfulness for the people that serve on those vessels in all of our military really but but to be underwater for that long it takes a certain mentality well you have to just put yourself in a mindset you know the first couple of days going out to sea when you know you're going to be out for two three months or something you know it's a little unnerving you're not going to see the sun for a while you're not going to have you know the the normal things in life we enjoy like our cars and things of that sort but you know so picture yourself in a business uh you know like at a in a building in an office building and with no windows and you can never leave. You sleep right. there, you eat there, you work yeah. there and you just never leave. There's no door. You don't go outside. It's just what it is. So you, you know, uh, you know, you kind of picture yourself in that environment and it's just, uh, you get used to it. You adapt. You just do your yeah. job. You just do your Absolutely. job. They served us a delicious meal, by the way. They had great well, food on that thing. We typically had awesome. good food for the first two weeks until the fresh stores ran out because you can only store so much food. Then everything kind of got converted to powder and, right. you know, freeze dried yeah. and well, I think they saved some fresh stuff for us because we were visiting. There were, there were only a few of us, but uh, yeah, it was very fun. Well, let's talk about cars mm-hmm. and have some fun now. First and foremost, though, you don't work in the car industry. You work for Port of Subs. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about your business because uh, people will go, wait, Mark, this is cars. Yeah, not some right. marine sandwiches or subs that you go in. Nice, nice little uh, connection there for you, Rich. But uh, I do want to talk about you because without the sponsors for these events, these events can't take place. And Port of Subs is an interesting business, uh, one that you're involved in. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I do the district marketing here for, you know, for Port of Subs. Port of Subs is a sandwich chain that started actually here in Northern Nevada 50 years ago. We're celebrating our 50 year anniversary. Congratulations. So it started uh, just down the road. Thank you. In 1972. And it's expanded to 130 locations in seven states, including Washington State. We've got some. Uh, You've got one up in Bremerton. Bremerton, Bellingham. we got them all up in there. So, uh, but the, the majority of them are pretty here in northern Nevada. And then, of course, we've got a big contingency down in Las Vegas. But, you know, the mantra that Port of Subs has always followed, aside from, you know, we slice sandwiches fresh every day. We kind of make ourselves different. We bake our bread every day. It's really a great, unique deli experience that a lot of folks really adapt to. And, but the other thing is, you know, we're all about supporting the community. We really want to give back to the community and we do a lot of fundraisers. We adopt different programs for, you know, whether it's Salvation Army or the Angel Tree Program or uh, the Nevada Humane Society, rescuing animals and dogs and 
you know, veterans causes. We do a lot of things throughout the year, but also the events. Reno is very event driven. We just got through doing the Reno Rodeo, which is one of the largest rodeos in the West. And so we sponsor that. We feed the volunteers. We give away coupons. We do a lot of stuff for the, not only the customers, you know, like, or the, the spectators, but, you know, also the event people themselves. Hot August Nights is one of us, one of the big car events and just big events in general for the Reno area. And thousands of people come here and they bring their cars, but they just want us to watch the nostalgia unfold for a week. And Port of Subs is wanting to make sure that this event keeps going and we'll do what we can to keep it moving. Uh, we did a, uh, last year we did a virtual car show uh, where we had people just send in their photos of their car in front of the di- different stores and we gave away plaques and oh, cash nice. money and all that. You know, it was kind of fun. And, you know, but we feed the volunteers, we feed uh, the staff that work the event throughout the entire 10 days, you know, so it's really a pleasure to be a part of the community. And it's important to us to embrace the community and thank our customer base for supporting us. So we support them in any which way we can. Well, it's very cool. Now, another neat thing that you've been involved in for 17 years, you've been a DJ and the MC for Hot August Night. So how did that all come about? You know, it's a, uh, it's been an honor and uh, I get to do it again this year. You know, I do have a radio background and I love that particular type of music, I'm into the oldies and classic rock and, you know, uh, music of that genre. So it's really kind of a, a, a niche for me, you know, and just in getting involved because I'm also a car owner and a car participant. So I'm in the car you know, community anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would go to the events and things. And, and I volunteered my services one time. I said, hey, I'd love to be able to get up there and talk about the cars or MC the parade if because it, they, the parades were, you know, here come the cars down the road. But yeah, people were yelling and talking and laughing and having fun, but there was no real production to it, if you will. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, let's talk about it. Here comes somebody in their beautiful 1956 Pontiac and, you know, let's talk to the guy. And, oh, yeah, I've had this car. You know, I interview him. And, and then it, it just kind of evolved into where now I not only, you know, MC the parade, the finale parade and whatnot, but during at the Sparks venue, I, uh, you know, MC, you know, I introduce all the bands that come on stage. Wow. I play music all day. I'm no Wolfman Jack by any means, but you know, I'll, I'll try to entertain the folks and play the music of the era and talk about cards as they go by and introduce the bands and, you know, that are being on stage and, you know, so it's just been part of it. And I've just, you know, they welcome me back every year. So heck yeah, I'm going to come back. Well, Alan Tom was a guest on Monday on the show. He talked about it way back when Wolfman Jack was involved and, you know, Wolfman Jack's got, right. that, got that voice, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. He, those are shoes that are big to fill, but the, he's one of those icons, but you've got a great voice and this has got to be really fun for you because you get to meet all these interesting people. And I love the fact that you're sharing stories with the owners, with the audience, audience versus just cars driving by because a lot of us that go to car events we see a vehicle and if if we haven't had a chance to talk to the owner we don't know a lot about it and uh, have there been some really cool unique things you've learned about people in their cars as you've spoken with them well you know the thing is i noticed that uh well for certain as as i am you know people are very passionate about their vehicles and they they have a connection to it whether it's something that you know they used to have one when they were younger or you know it, or or just it just appeals to them and i've noticed there's different genres of cars you got the hot rod folks you got the you know the pure stock the purists you know you, you there's a lot of different you got the low rider folks you know there's a truck people that are big on trucks and and nothing else i mean you know so it's really amazing how but they're all they all have a common 
love for the, you know, the, it's on four wheels and right. it's got a motor. Yeah. And so we get, everybody gets along famously. And it's really, you know, when I talk to these people that own these cars and I, and I, and even the, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, one time we had, uh, Jerry and the pacemakers, for example, oh, yeah, was, classic. One of our right. Right. And Gary Morrison, you know, the lead singer, he's passed yeah. away. So RIP, but, uh, uh, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him and I had to go pick him up at the hotel in a golf cart because oh, wow. the hotel, the host hotel was across the venue. And so, you know, we, I went over, picked him up in a golf cart and I'm driving him and his wife or he and his wife. And so we get down to the venue and he was just amazed at all of the cars that were parked up and down the, the, the avenue. Right. <laughs> and he said, oh my gosh, I know we have to go to the stage for my sound check and all this other. Do you mind if we just go up and down? Yeah, up and down the street. And so I can look yeah. at these? Yeah. yeah. And so I took, here I am driving him down and he's telling me stories of back, you know, he'd say, oh, you know, back, I could have been one of the Beatles. John Lennon wanted, because he was a good friend of John Lennon's. Oh my John Lennon wanted me to, yeah, would call me like every other week. Hey, so what do you think of this song? You know, like testing out songs and they talk music back in Liverpool wow. before anybody had really gotten big. And of course, Jerry had his own band going on. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm good with my pacemakers. And, you know, he says, he even told me, he says, I kind of regret that decision now. I should have been a part of the Beatles. But nonetheless, you know, uh, so he's telling me these stories and he's asking me about cars and he's like, if we had this in Britain, I know they do have car shows overseas and things, but nothing like this. This is, this is like American graffiti in person. This is the cruising, the cars, the music, even people dressing up, you know, the women get in their skirts and, you know, the guys are going to roll up their sleeves and you know jeans. I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole throwback to the fifties and sixties. And I, you know, I drove the guy around for probably 45 minutes and I showed up back at <laughs> the stage and the road manager's like, Hey, what took he's like, you? Hey, Jerry, hey, no, no, no. Don't get mad at him. He took me around and showed me some amazing cars and he was really, you know, very, so even the, the, the artists, you know, are, are taken by the crews and the way we've got the venue set up in sparks where the cars cruise by the stage, you know, if there's somebody on stage and they're singing, they'll even point out says, Oh man, look at that. I used to have one of those, you know, there's a Ford galaxy or something. They just interrupt their own show to, to engage. And that's, it's really an all encompassing, you know, feeling being here. But, you know, when I, I talk to both, you know, car owners and artists, it really is uh, how everybody just loves it. The car is just part of the American family, the American way of life. And it just, you know, you know, uh, one thing I do notice, you know, I, I belong to a lot of different car pages on Facebook and I noticed pictures. I said, you know, there was a time the family photo or any photo, there had to be a car with it. Right. The car is the background, right? right? You think about it, you look at all those pictures of the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, here, here I am, I'm standing here with, with Aunt Millie, but right behind me, you know, is my 64 Rambler, whatever it is, you yeah, know, and that's yeah. just, the, you always associate with a car They're like pets. Well, cars are cars one of these family. things that brings everybody together at all different levels, socioeconomic, mm -hmm. gender, race, whatever it is, all of a sudden we, we all become friends. And that experience you had with, you know, with a, a rock star basically who just came down to normalcy, I guess. And, you know, I just want to look at the cool cars and, and yeah. where that took you. And all of a sudden he became not this iconic music star, but just a car buddy. And you could talk like that. That's, that's the joy of automobiles. And that's what hot it August is. nights does. Has there been somebody in your life, Ritz, that's been a, what I call a driving inspiration, a key influencer, mentor, somebody who's been very helpful to you? Well, I mean, if I had to pick out somebody, I mean, there's different people and, you know, that I've had, uh, throughout my life. I mean, you know, actually, 
you know, my boss, to be honest with you, I've known her for a long time, many, many years, over 20 years. She and I kind of got, uh, I would help her out with events back before I worked for her in this company. Wow. And, uh, you know, she met me through radio where I needed a partner in, you know, uh, to provide food for my events and things. And we kind of developed ways to create events and host events. Uh, you know, she was more the food part of it. I was the other part of it, but then we kind of melded together and, and, you know, we kept in contact over the years and did events together. She would come support me and things. And, you know, Shauna is her name. Shauna Meffords are our COO here actually at Port of Subs. So, oh. Uh, you know, so she's, and she's been a great friend and, uh, just, and, you know, she's got a, a great business sense and a head for business, but she's also got a great eye, you know, for, uh, you know, aesthetics, what looks good, what looks appealing, you know, uh, so I kind of, you know, I, I bounce a lot of ideas off her and she does me as well. We have a mutual respect. I think. You know, so I, I mean, there's many people, you know, that I could probably name, but she, mm-hmm. you know, stands out as being one of those. And she's also involved with Hot August Nights. She used to be the uh, entertainment manager for the Sparks venue for Hot August Nights on a wow. volunteer basis. And then now she's going to be taking over and doing the uh, the vendors, the food vendors, and creating a whole atmosphere that's going to be really awesome this year. We're going to have it really set up and going on down here in nice. Reno with uh, all the wonderful food vendors and everything she's setting up. And so, you know, and I'll be working with her together on that, on top of DJ. I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very, I don't know how to... What, what the right word is where you just, you know, my tentacles and her tentacles and everybody else's tentacles all kind of interlacing, helping each other out on different, you know, so many different hats we're wearing. Great teamwork. It is great teamwork. Yeah. So but to answer your question, I'd say her. Yeah. I want to thank her for introducing you to me because she's the reason you and I are talking today. So thank you, Sean. Exactly. For that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And she did it again. Full circle. We'll take right, a short right. <laughs> Exactly. We'll take a short break. We come back. I got the challenge question for you. So we'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's Autogeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS YEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. So we're back. So let's talk about this. The big challenge question I like to ask people here. Some big challenge you faced, but more importantly, what was that lesson learned that you could take forward in a positive way? Oh, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the hard part of it. I mean, it's, uh, well, you know, one of the biggest challenges I've faced, you know, I've, I've done uh, on top of broadcasting and now I'm doing marketing, you know, for Port of Subs. And, uh, you know, I had an event company for a while. Uh, I put it together during, uh, probably the most worst, uh, the worst time that you could have, you know, during the recession of 2008, nine. Yeah. I've heard this story. Exactly. And so what I would learn is I would put together what I thought were very successful events or things that are really, uh, were great, but unfortunately generating funds because go back to what events don't run without sponsors. Right. That is very true because I was finding myself trying to get sponsors and find sponsors that had been very generous in the past and very, Oh yeah, absolutely. We want to be a part of it. And now they're pulling their reins in because they're trying to keep their own business going and everything else. And so now the money is suddenly tightening up and we're not able to pull these events off. And unfortunately some of them cancel. And, you know, we just couldn't do it. We just didn't have the money. And of course, you know, the disappointment to the fans and the people out there that are used to going to the events. And of course, then I would, I tried several campaigns. There's a couple of events that happened around here in Reno that I was a part of that were having financial difficulty and, and we relied on sponsor money. We weren't getting any kind of, of, of revenue from Gates because there were free events, you know, so you'd rely on, you know, I was hit with all the worst storms, you know, oh, yeah. literally storms where it was time. cold and bitter. Bitter yeah. cold and snowing in August. I mean, here's right. Reno weather. It's just, yeah. you know, and where I'm relying on beverage sales. Like, well, you're not selling a lot of ice cold soda and beer because it's too cold out. So you're not yeah. gonna, you can't get that money now. You know, so a lot of things suffered. And it was really a challenge to try to keep these things afloat. Sadly, some of them didn't make it. But what it, what it taught me was that people were, you know, were passionate about what we were trying to do, you know, the event, like, what is this event about? This one's based on history or this one's a, you know, a fair of some kind, or, you know, and so we like to do those things. We want, we, we know the message is important for why these events take place. And, you know, we have to get creative with how else can we in the future ensure that we've got, you know, a solid base under us and we've got, you know, a way to sustain and be and stay alive so that if we get hit, I mean, COVID took a lot of people out and took a lot of uh, businesses out and a lot of events stopped and a lot of things are, were recovering and trying to come back. And so you learn when you have to buckle down, you've got to buckle down and you've got to figure out, you better have some savings or some kind of a, a plan that you can go to uh, so that you don't fall by the wayside and become a, a, a casualty or a victim of the world circumstances, as it were. 
you know, so you learn a little about yourself. It was an incredible time, and you're right, especially for events. I mean, it just wiped out so many things. You taught us all some really tough, tough lessons, that's for sure. Let's go to something a little more fun, and that is a special vehicle story. I know you're a car guy, you're a bike guy like Arlie's. Is there one special vehicle in your life that you'd like to share maybe a little story about? Well, um, <clears throat> That's interesting. I guess, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, I, I guess I'd go with my current car that I have. I have a 1949 Cadillac. It's a black series 61 sedan. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's an original condition. You know, when I've listed the different types of genres, different types of car people, I'm more of the, you know, nostalgic, what it would have been rolling down the road 50 years ago, purist kind of stock. You know, I admire and appreciate all the hot rods and all that stuff, but this is, you know, the customs, but that's my forte. Anyway, point being, so it's in original condition. And uh, I had the opportunity through Hot August Nights, actually, to do an event up here in uh, South Lake Tahoe for, of course, you know, the actress Diane Keaton. And, uh, well, and so she has her brand of wine and, uh, you know, she sells her wine and with proceeds to benefit Alzheimer's because I guess one of her family members, I believe it's her parents, one of the parents, I'm not entirely sure, but monies go to help Alzheimer's, but they were doing a wine tasting event and she was going to make an appearance. And of course they had it at Lake Tahoe. So Lake Tahoe is naturally one of the settings for Godfather two, and they wanted a Godfather setting. So they needed cars from the forties. And they knew that I had a 49 Cadillac. And so I brought it up there and it was just merely a prop. I mean, they, we parked it in front of the venue and uh, it was all well lit up. It was really nice. It looked sharp. It was right. People walked in and I dressed up in my fedora and my suit. Like I, you know, I was a guy, you know, a made man or something. Yeah. You know, you know, like I tried to make the part and, and, and Diane Keaton walks out. She's kind of, she got there early and, and she walked out and she looked over and she saw me in the car. She says, Oh my God, look at this car. She's like, she's, and she comes up to me. She says, oh, fine. Is, is this your car? I said, yes, as a matter of fact, it, it is. And she goes, yeah. was this in the movie? And I'm like, boy, if you say it's in the movie, I'll say it was too. <laughs> if, you, if you sign a little thing that says it was, then I'm going to go with it. You know, I'll make a sign and everything. But oh, unfortunately, yeah. no, it was not in the movie. She could have sworn it was. She's like, there was a black. I said, well, I think there was. There was actually, it was a more, there was a Fleetwood. It wasn't this model certainly wasn't this car, but she goes, well, I'd love it. And she got in it and I, and I took pictures with her. She was such, so gracious and just really a sweet lady. And, uh, you know, but I almost, I'm like, boy, if you think it's in the movie, I'll say it was too. <laughs> I was going to, who's going to refute you? You were an actress in it, you know? So it, it was really fun. It's really in wonderful shape. I mean, it's just a comfortable car. It's got a back seat. That's like a couch. You can put a TV back there. There's so much room back there. But it was one of the, uh, you know, it's a, it's a Harley Earl special. I mean, you know, he, he got his inspiration, you know, from the P38 Lightning. And he said, I want, you know, 1948 technically was the first year. There's only two, the two years that were of that body style, 48 and 49, with very subtle differences. It was a little bit of change to the grill. We had one layer less of the grill. And then they added a second uh, reverse light on the 49. And the okay. Chevrons that were, they weren't really Chevron, they're a little trim underneath the taillights went away in, in 49 and the biggest change was the engine was the 49 was the introduction of the first overhead valve v8 so they put it in the oldsmobile in the three it was a 303 in the oldsmobile but the cadillac got the big one the 331 so that was the big motor and the big oh the new overhead valve v8 oh you know the the new up-and-coming thing you know so that 
Actually, I don't think a lot of people don't know, but 1949 Cadillac was the very first, and I do have a sign that I do put up, the very first motor train car of the year was the 49 Cadillac. Well, no, I didn't know that either. You know, yeah. you, you think about that era after the war and cars were coming back onto the scene. And of course, we're getting ready for the, the magnificent 50s and so forth. But that yeah. car was, uh, yeah, something special. But I didn't know that about that's very, very cool. Well, I'm going to be your car psychologist here today, Rich. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a car, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive yourself, the man in the mirror, as a vehicle. What would you be and why? Well, you know, I, I aspire, and I'll just go back to the year I was born, 1960. So to date myself, there you go. But to me, <laughs> the 1960 Cadillac, uh, you know, preferably the Coupe de Ville, but, you know, but certainly that model in that year, I think, I, I don't know, I, I, I draw myself to that more so than anything. There's just something that I connect to when I see it. And I guess, you know, if I were a car, that would be the one that I would be. And I just think it's just because it's something, uh, you know, my personality is similar to that. It's not fast. It's not, you know, I'm not in the fast lane. I like to take my time, you know, and I like to, you know, it makes an entrance. So certainly I like to make an entrance, you know, but when it's there, it's there. And it's just a, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying I'm elegant and all of these things, you know, but it is, it's an elegant car and it's, you know, it just has uh, this, this level of stands out or it's, 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 it's in its own class of sorts. And, uh, you know, so I, I guess if, if I had to choose, I'd say, yeah, I want to be reincarnated as a 1960 Cadillac. And I just hope the owner takes care of me as well as I take care of my car. <laughs> well, you think about that, you know, coming off of the 58, the big fins and the 60s yep. still had those fins to the sky. But of course, the car makers are starting to go, you know what? The fins may be getting a little long in tooth. We got to start thinking about yeah. those going away. But that car with the rear end the way it was, and then that headlight with the eyebrows going over the front. The yeah, way that, exactly. I mean, that fender had to be, just the fender had to be as wide as some of the hoods on cars today. Well, and that's I mean, why I like the, you know, I mean, I mean I'm a fan of everybody, you know, migrates to the 59. 59 is the pinnacle year. That's the one you see in everything, the pink Cadillac, the whole bit, you know, and it gets idolized. And that's fine because it deserves it. To me, the 60 is kind of the toned down version of the 59. It doesn't have the taillights up on the fins. They brought it down, you know, but it's still got a, a decent shark fin going, you know, but it's just kind of a subtle version yeah. of the 59. And you're right, that, especially when I say the Coupe de Ville, because if you look at that rear fender, oh, it's just, it goes on. I mean, it's probably 10 feet long. I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know huge. how they fit in garages back then. <laughs> you know, you know? Huge, how many people bought those and brought them home and the garage door didn't go down? You know, they just well, had you know, the when I, I had a 65 and uh, it was 19 and a half feet long and oh, we gosh. bought our house. First thing I do, I and she goes, yeah, there you go in the garage. I said, yeah. So I walk in the garage and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm marching it out, stepping it out, you know, measuring. Yeah. Because yeah. if the car won't fit in the garage, and That's the one we did, and, and literally we, we would, you know, I would be, I'd say one inch from the front wall and you close the garage door and I'd have about, about an inch when the garage door closed. So certainly I had wow. to, you know, if I wanted to get on the other side of that garage, I had to open the door, car, garage door, to walk around to get, right. you know. Right. To get in and do all these, you know, all of that stuff. But I mean, that's yeah, it's criteria. I mean, yeah, garages today are certainly not going to hold those boats. No, you know, I've got a pretty large size garage and I get fit cars in there. But I remember uh, Rolls Royce loaned me one of their cars to drive for the weekend. And that thing was so big that I had to pull another car out and then park it at an angle to get that thing to 
be able to fit in my garage because I didn't want to leave it sitting out at night. They'd loan me this, you know, $250,000 car oh, wow. to drive for the weekend. I was giving all the neighbors rides with right? poop yeah. and all that. But right. yeah, the, those, those caddies are huge. So is there a great book that you'd like to share with our listeners that you enjoyed reading? You know, we got a book actually here through work. There's actually, there was a couple, there's kind of a part A and a part B. There was a book, it's called The Go-Giver. And The Go-Giver is a book uh, by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And uh, it's a bestseller. And uh, it really talks about, you know, business and what's important. Like, if I can, if I can just share with you, they can, it lists here like the five laws of stratospheric success. They have the law of value. So it's basically your true worth uh, determined by how much more you give in value than you take back in payment. Then there's the law of compensation. So it's like your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Then there's the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests. First, the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself, so be authentic. And then one of the ones that a lot of people have trouble with, I certainly do, is the law of receptivity. So the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving because when you, you know, you have to think about how much pleasure and happiness you get out of giving something to somebody and when they don't want it or don't or refuse it, even, you know, in the most, you know, polite and, you know, ways, you know, oh, no, thank you. You know, you rob that person that's giving of the pleasure of giving. So you got to be able to receive in order to, you know, just as effectively as you want to give. If you want to give, I'm a giver, I'm a giver. You got to be able to receive as well, because that way, you know, think about what you're doing to that other person. You're insulting them or you're hurting their, you know, they, they, they wanted to see your pleasure in receiving what they had. And you kind of rob them of that when you don't receive it, if that makes sense. It, it, no, it is. It's a wonderful lesson. And it's something my, my father taught me is that when somebody offers something to you, don't say, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Because you are. You're robbing them of what they want to do. You, you are gracious and you say, thank you. That's really nice of you. That would be yeah, wonderful. Right. And allow them to be the giver. And because I've always believed is, why would you offer something to somebody if you really didn't want to offer it? And when you don't take that, you don't realize sometimes you're really hurting somebody's feelings. They may have bent over backwards to be able to do that for you. And then when mm -hmm. you deny them of that, uh, it's not very fair. So no, it, it's, it's a wonderful book. Yeah. No, it is. So it, it, it really is. And it tells a great story. And it, and it really, uh, you know, it's very, it's, it's not a long book. It's good reading. You know, there's some entertainment value to it, but it really comes, you come away with some good lessons for business and life. Right. Yeah, kind of like Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Same thing. There it you gives, go. breaks it down in some ways. So I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to buy you any vehicle. You okay. can take it anywhere, and you can go with anybody, even somebody who's passed. Okay. opens up some interesting alternatives. So what yep. can I do for you today when it comes to the <laughs> ultimate drive? Oh, well, I'm going to give you uh, the, uh, a quick answer would be, you know, uh, you know, maybe it might be in a, in a GTO with Paul McCartney and I'll be just going to play, you know, you know, you know, drive my car, <laughs> the whole entire thing. But what I'm going to go with, I'm going to go back to that 1960 Cadillac. I want okay. a 1960 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. I want to do the entire stretch of route 66 from Chicago to uh, Santa Monica. Of course, we, you know, nice. the ones where, wherever it's still intact, you know, I think the longest stretch that it's intact is from Seligman, uh, down through Kingman and, and down South into Arizona. Uh, you know, there's a big stretch there, but you know, 
And I'd like to ride with Harley Earl. I mean, again, oh, you know, nice. we talked about him early and just like, let's just talk about the design of this car. Even though that wasn't his design, that, that one, that wasn't, but it's, you know, it's the idea of like, let's talk about your, your, your mindset, where you're at, you know, the Corvette, the whole bit, you know, you were the GM design guy, you know, for many, many years and just, just talk about cars and, and, uh, you know, I mean, that would be the ultimate drive for me. No kidding. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, you've taken us on a pretty cool ride today, Rich, and I want to thank you for taking time out of a very busy schedule to help as you guys plan for Hot August Nights. Could you leave us with maybe a success quote, a mantra, or some words of inspiration? Well, we wrote some keys down, you know, and we we do some presentations, you know, within Port of Subs. We have a lot of district meetings and things that we talk about you know, ways to become more effective. And we broke it down to five, there's five keys to, you know, being a good leader and, and having good vision. And one of them is vision. Like, like the first key is hold the vision, like get the vision in your head and then keep it like, hold it there. Like that's, that's don't, don't lose sight of the, 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 the target, build your people. So have a great team around you that people that are going to help you achieve what you want to do, do the work. And that's the other thing. Don't let them do it. You do it. You know, do the work and show that you're willing to roll up your sleeves and do what's necessary. Uh, standing for something, you know, like, you know, have a cause, have a, have a reason that you're doing it other than just to benefit yourself. And then just practice giving leadership, being a, a mantra to somebody else, teaching somebody else what you've got so that you pass it along and hopefully enrich others. So I try to live by that. The five keys are wonderful. I love it. So how can people learn more about your company, Port of Subs? Well, it's easy. Portofsubs.com, P-O-R-T-O-F-S-U-B-S, portofsubs.com. It's got uh, everything on there. It's got our menu. You can order online. You can find out about franchise uh, opportunities. I mean, we're expanding like crazy. People are buying up stores and opening them up in different we're creative uh, places you can do it. doesn't have to be a building. It could be inside. We're inside casinos. We're inside airports. We're inside gas stations. We do have some standalone buildings. And then there's some in strip malls. So franchise opportunities are there. You can find out about what we do, what we get involved with, uh, one of our latest things that we just did in Port of Subs was uh, we adopted a brand new program at the Nevada Humane Society, which is a no-kill shelter, and uh, they've got a, a, a they've got animals that are not adopted as readily or as easily as others because their age or their medical problems or their special needs and a special diet. And so they sit in the shelters forever and ever and ever. So they developed this program. They call it the Lonely Hearts Club. We adopted that and literally, and then, you know, helped put that program together and sponsor it and everything else. And in just a couple of short months of effort and, you know, between our donations and everything else, they got every single animal adopted that was in that program. So they were amazed. They're like, these dogs have been here forever. Now they're gone to homes. And so I like being part of that. But that, you can find out about those kinds of things at, at our website. There you go. I'll put links to that and a link to hotaugustnights.net. Uh, if you've not been to this event, listeners, uh, put it on your bucket list. This is very, very cool. It's not just one day. It's a week of multiple events. You're going to have so much fun. They're celebrating their 35th anniversary this year. Hot August Nights It's the place to be. Rich, thanks for being so generous today with your time and sharing your life with us. It's been great fun. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at Hot August Nights. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!